0: Good morning to those in the low seating in the back. That's great. So we're, launched, we're continuing our series today on courage. When I was on a break this uh, summer, the Lord spoke that word to me. And he opens up these windows of revelation. And I know that's what he wants to speak to his church. I've been hearing this message in other places as well, which is further confirmation that the Holy Spirit speaks to his church and he is speaking to his church right now. And that's you. He wants you he wants to impart courage into you because it takes courage to live this life doesn't it it takes courage to believe that you can turn away from your addictions it takes courage to do what's necessary in your marriage character not quitting it takes courage to face your future It takes courage to walk away from the past sins and failures. It takes courage to obey God. And that's what today's message is, courage to obey. And let me tell you what happens when you obey God. Miracles happen when you obey God. Say that out loud. Miracles happen when I obey God. Now say I. Miracles happen when I obey God. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you'll obey God, miracles will happen. Go ahead. If you will obey God, miracles will happen. And how, how many of you need a miracle in your life of some kind? Little, medium, big. I need like 14 big, fat miracles in my life. And guess what? Heaven's not broke. Heaven's not cheap or stingy. Heaven's not limited. And our goal on the, on the, as the church on earth is to draw heaven unlimited, unlimited miracles on earth i am not shy when i pray if i get too much when i get to heaven i'll apologize (laughs) but only god can do miracles miracles can't happen without god human beings can do amazing things but human beings can't do miracles miracles defy the natural laws only god can do that and today we're going to look at one of the most incredible miracles in the bible and we're going to see that, one, that the key ingredient that caused this miracle to happen was courage. Courage to obey. Courage to obey God is what caused one of the greatest miracles in the Bible to happen. So let's start with Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now follow me. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan into the land that I am giving to them. Moses is dead. Do you think Joshua didn't know that? Okay, now Joshua has been with Moses now for at least 40 years. Because Moses is uh, 80, was 80 now, and he was old. er. And, and he's been with Moses for decades. Moses dies, and God has to say to Joshua, "Hey, Joshua, Moses is dead." Why do you think he had to tell Joshua that? Do you think Joshua didn't know that?. Joshua knew it factually, but clearly Joshua was stuck in the past. What was the way things used to be? The good old days, where Moses is calling, you know, quail to fall from heaven and bread to come out of the ground and the Red Sea to split. So Moses died and Joshua's looking back here. Are you stuck in the past? Are you thinking about the way it used to be? The things you accomplished in the past, the failures of the past? Are you looking in the past? Are you stuck? Many times, for God to do what He wants to do with you, He has to get you unstuck. He has to turn your chin this way. Stop looking back there and go... Stop looking at them. Stop looking at your failure. Stop looking at your successes. Stop blaming them. Turn and go this way, because I'm about to do a new thing with you. (laughs) New season, new day, new thing. God's always moving forward. And then He tells Joshua... That you now are going to lead these people. You may not feel like you're qualified. And let me tell you something. You're not. God does not call the capable. He calls the available. When God called me to pioneer a church, I said to him, no, 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 no. I I like being the number two guy. I like implementing somebody else's vision. You know what he said to me? You still are. I said, hey, I can do this. I never saw myself as a lead pastor. I certainly didn't see myself leading other pastors. I didn't see that in the future, but God did. I didn't think I was qualified, and I wasn't. God makes you qualified as you go. But you got to step out. Joshua never saw him as the person that was going to lead millions of Jews into the promised land. He saw Moses as the leader. But God saw Joshua as the leader. Joshua just didn't know it until now. So he says, Moses is dead. You're the guy. Let's go. Now here comes Joshua's source of courage. I promise you what I promised Moses. And this is God's promise to you too. Everyone here and everyone online being a part of this. Wherever you set your foot, You will be on land that I have past tense given you from the Negev wilderness into the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live for I. Everybody say it out loud for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. What was Joshua's source of courage? What was God's promise? I will be with you. That is our mantra for this entire series. Now, here's the personalized version of our mantra. I want you to say it out loud with me, loud and bold. Ready? My courage comes from knowing that my God is with me. Let's say it again out loud, church. Come on. My comes from knowing that my God is with me. courage comes from God's promises and for Joshua it was that God was with him the Bible says all of God's promises are yes and amen all of God's promises to you are yes he's not going to promise you one thing and then say no that's that's contradictory all, everybody say all. all all, you online all, shout it out loud wherever you are okay all of God's promises are what? Yes. yes and amen. But it takes hearing God's voice in your life for you, be, for you to be able to have that faith. You say, Well, how do I hear God's voice? How can I hear God's voice? Come to the the Spend time with Him and your word. I was getting there. Slow down. Don't, okay, the Bible says let somebody else toot your horn, okay? All right. That's what it says. Well, my translation, toot. I don't know that word. In the Greek, I'm sure toot is there. When you are fearful, up against an obstacle, up against something you don't think you can break, get around, get under or over, you've got to hear God's voice because God's voice carries in it the faith you need to be courageous to step through your fear. And in the 201 course, Mark and Shell teach you how to hear God's voice. That's why Mark can prophesy so accurately, because he's learned, he's cultivated the habit of hearing God's voice. Like my kids, when we they're in high school or middle school, even elementary school, I would just go like this: crowds, of people, hundreds of kids, hundreds of parents. I just go, I go like that. And my kids, they'll literally be in a sea of kids. They'll go like this. They'll look right at me. They know my whistle. (laughs) Who said this? I'll be Bach. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. How do you know that? Because you've heard it over and over and over and over. Who says this? (laughs) Affleck. A duck. How do you know that? Because like plays their commercials, especially during sports, over and over and over and over. Because they want you to never get that out of your brain. God told Moses the same thing. He told Moses to tell us to tell your children about the word of God day and night. When you're walking, when you're sleeping, when you're getting up. Put it on the doorpost of your house. Hear my word. Listen to my word. Listen to my voice. Because God knows we need to hear his voice when we're in the earth if we want to have courage. Do you believe the promise, quote, nobody will be able to stand against you would have been true if God was not with Joshua? No way. Joshua is heading into a territory that has giants, armies, people groups that are much larger, much stronger, much more fortified than them. But what they did not have is what Joshua had, and that is a promise from God that God would be with him. Now, clearly, Joshua was struggling to believe this, just like you and I struggle to believe God's promises. You're not the only one that deals, deals with fear, doubt, and unbelief. We all do. I deal with fear all the time. I just know where to go to get more faith than fear, more courage than cowardice. I have panic attacks like you. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about my kids. I wake up thinking about my wife. I wake up thinking about the church. Paul said, that what comes upon me daily. My care and anxiety for all the churches. I deal with worries and concerns and anxieties just like you do. I just know where to go. Who to go to. You see... Courage is not, courage courage isn't that there's no fear. Courage is simply stepping out in the face of fear. In spite of your fears, you're stepping out. And this is what God had to do with Joshua, because Joshua was struggling. That's why God, we're about to read, had to tell Joshua four times and four verses, be courageous, be courageous, be courageous, don't be fearful. Okay, let's read that. Be strong and courageous, God says them. There's one. Count these with me. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give to them. Be strong and very courageous. There's two. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave. You do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then, everybody say then. Then you will be successful. God wants you to be successful in life. And He's given us the ingredients. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Isn't that a great promise? Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. What a great promise. I'm owning that. I owned that when I was in Bible school when I was like 22 years old. I read that. I'm like, that's me. That's mine. I want that. I got that. And I've been meditating the word of God every day since that time. This is my command. Third time. Be strong and courageous. And then he said, is it in the reverse? Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's what I call a courage sandwich. God says, I will be with you as I was with Moses. Be courageous, be courageous, be courageous, be courageous. That's like three slices of ham. Don't be discouraged. Okay, there's the cheese. And then I will be with you. Bam. I call that a courage sandwich. I'm with you. Courage, courage, courage. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Got to eat that courage sandwich. (laughs) Stepping out takes courage, but stepping out also takes trust. It's like, who am I stepping out with? That's why God said to Joshua, as I was with Moses. He didn't just say, I'll be with you. As I was with Moses. You see, when God first appeared to Moses, He had to do it miraculously. A burning bush in the middle of the desert that wasn't burning up, and a voice came out of it. Oh, by the way, do you know what Moses said to God after God was talking to him out of a burning bush? And He called him, To go to Egypt, the most powerful leader of the world with the most powerful army. And I want you to go there and and deliver my people from bondage. The bush is saying to Moses. You know what Moses says when he found out what his assignment was? Show me a sign. He says to the talking bush. You see, we see Moses as, oh, Moses, I could never be like Moses. We see the early apostles, oh, we could never be like them. No, they were just average Joes and Janes just like you and me. The only difference was they obeyed God and miracles happened. And then we built statues and shrines to them. Maybe they'll do that to you too, I don't know. Depends on if you step out or you cower in the corner. But Joshua, he said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. He didn't have to give Joshua a miracle right then. Why? Because Joshua had seen so many miracles over such a long period of time that he had a history of God's faithfulness, a history of God's goodness, a history of God's power. So do you. That's why it's so important to walk with God and keep walking with God and record the things God does so that when you need fresh faith, you can just look back and say, I remember when God did that, and I remember when God did that. I'm doing that with my wife right now, right? I'm fighting for her life. We're fighting for her life. She's fighting for her life. But there were two other times that she was ill and not able to get out of bed, and God told me how to pray a particular prayer. Another time, it was a different strategy. And this is so important for you to know. God rarely will tell you the same strategy twice. Jesus, one time, he told these Guys that were sick, go to the pool of Siloam and wash your, your, your eyes, and they could see. Another time, he spit in somebody's eye. Try that. You better not if the Holy Spirit doesn't lead you, and he was healed. Another time, he says, reach out your hand. You see, Jesus really does something the same way twice. But you have this history of how God has moved in the past, so you have fresh faith for the present. So God told Joshua he'd be with him. He told him you got to be courageous. And now he's going to have to put that courage to a test and conquer Jericho. Jericho was the first city into the promised land. The gateway into the interior. It had to come down first. What is your Jericho? What is the stronghold in your life that is blocking you from moving into blessing? Is it fear? Is it pride? Is it lust? Is it some kind of addiction? Is it greed? Is it unforgiveness? Bitterness. What is it? What is your Jericho? Those walls have to come down. Jericho was the first city into the interior of all of God's blessings. Now there are two heroes in this story. One was Joshua. The other one was a prostitute called Rahab. Look at what the book of Hebrews says. Hebrews chapter 11 is called the Faith Hall of Fame. All the people that did miracles because they obeyed God, because they stepped out, they're listed in the Faith Hall of Fame. Look at this in Hebrews 11, 30 and 31. It was by faith, everybody say by faith. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith, everybody say by faith, that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Joshua was a Jewish general, part of the covenant people of God. Rahab was a prostitute of the non-Jewish conquered people. It doesn't matter who you are. Where you came from, how old or young you are, male or female, educated, uneducated. God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. Isn't that amazing, Israel? You've got a Jewish general of God's army and a non-Jewish prostitute. And God treats him the same. And he uses both of them. To produce a miracle. God's just looking for your faith. In him and his promises. And for you to obey him. And Amen. a miracle will happen. And it wasn't just for Joshua the promise that God would be with him. It was the promise that he would win. Joshua 6.2 Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut. Because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua. I have given you Jericho. It's king and all the strong warriors. Whatever stronghold. You're up against. No way in. No way out. No way under, over or around. The walls are too high. It doesn't matter if God has promised you something. This isn't hyper-preaching. This is facts. This is Bible. The same God that Joshua walked with, you're walking with right now. Same God, same Bible, same promises. What is God saying to you? What promises has He given you? Are you going to believe Him? Are you going to believe Him? So God promised Joshua the win, but, but, He had not yet told Joshua how he was going to do it. This is Jehovah's sneaky. This is what he does. He says, here, sign this. And it's blank. And he wants us to sign at the bottom of the contract. Will you obey me? Well, tell me the plan. Nope. I want to know if you will follow me, if you will trust me, if you will obey me. Just sign here. Have you ever obeyed God before understanding his plan? See, that's trust, isn't it? That's trust. And you're just not going to be able to figure out how God's going to do it either. My goodness. Hasn't God done things in your life in ways that just, I I didn't even think of that. I didn't see that coming. I thought that person hated me. I thought that door was closed. I thought that door was open. You see, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. That's why we just have to trust Him. It's so important that you have a relationship with God. So you can follow his lead. He'll tell you to do things that are counterintuitive. That are fearful. That don't make sense. So many stories in the Bible like this. All over the place. God calls Gideon. Who's hiding in his basement. From the enemy. And an angel appears in this "Oh man of great valor. Oh, man, oh, mighty man of God. And Gideon's like, yeah. you know, it's just, what? You know, it's just me down here. God's speaking to him. Courage tells him to go out against the Midianites who are just, you know, dominating Israel. So they go out to battle, and God says, you have too many people. You have too many warriors. Get get rid of, just keep getting rid of, them. getting ways to get rid of people. Until he's down to 300 hundred." soldiers and God said okay that's that's perfect 300 against like 20,000 and they didn't even have to use a weapon trumpets and clay pots what kind of military strategy is that what kind of military strategy was it for Joshua God Joshua signs at the bottom of the contract says okay I'll obey you I will just obey you I don't understand what you're doing You haven't even told me what? He told Abraham, just worship me, and then I'll give you a promised land. Okay, and he just starts following God. He had no idea where he was going. He didn't even hardly know God. But he just obeyed him. And so he says to Joshua, "Um, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to circle around this wall of Jericho, which is, the wall was so wide, you could have seven chariots race on the walls of Jericho. I, I, I I want you to walk around it. For the first day, silent. Don't say anything. Just walk around it quietly. And then do it the second day. Walk around it quietly. Then do it the third day. Walk around it. You know what I call that? Psychological warfare. The people inside are watching this and they're like, and they got a box. They're carrying a box with them. Well, we all know that's the presence of God. You see, if, you got the, if we had the presence of God with us, we, get, we win. Whatever we do, we have the presence of God, we win. Fifth day. Sixth day. Seventh day. Go around seven times. Then blow the trumpets. And everybody shout at the same time. And the walls will come down. Did the trumpets make the walls come down? Did the shouting make the walls come down? Did the silent walking make the walls come down? No. Who made the walls come down? God did. But out of humility, Joshua had to obey. Now, can you imagine being the military commander and going to your leading captains of the armies and tell... Okay, I just heard from God. Here's the strategy. It's like when I, you know, first got married and uh, I, I, I was on the staff of a mega church here in San Diego and uh, I just bought my first home, just got married, and then the whole staff got laid off in one day because the pastor fell into sin, the church fell apart, and there I was jobless, just got married, just bought a home, no income, hope. And I Hope's former pastor wanted to hire me. He had a 6,000-member church in Louisiana, and we were ready to pull the trigger. And he said, okay, and that's great for Hope. She gets to go home, right? And back to her culture, back to her food, back to her church, back to her family, her friends. And he said, hey, the pastor said, let's fast for three days and see if Jesus has anything he wants to say before we do this. During my fast, the Lord spoke an Old Testament scripture to me that says when a man takes a wife, he takes a year off work. Now, now, Hope and I met in January. We're married in November. And she lived in Louisiana. I live in San Diego. So this is long distance. I just had to have it. I, just, I, I, just, I needed to have her. And so it's like, let's just do this thing. So she has no track record of my leadership. I have to come out of my prayer closet and tell her the Lord's plan. And this one wasn't do something. This was don't do anything. That, sometimes that's the hardest assignment. Don't defend yourself. Keep your mouth shut. That's a hard assignment. Don't take that job. Don't marry that girl. Don't marry that guy. Uh, those are, sometimes those are the harder assignments. So I have to come out and tell her, Oh uh, honey, new bride of mine, not only am I not supposed to take the job in Louisiana, I'm not supposed to work for the next year now husbands wives don't freak out this was okay i got there's one wife leaving now okay see look look that's what god said to me everybody say me see you got to hear god for you you can't take somebody else's assignment and apply it to your life because you won't be able to pay your bills well now i have no income But I told the Lord, I will obey you. The next day, somebody called me up and said, I heard you got laid off. I believe in God's call in your life. I don't want you just taking any job. So I want to support you for one year to find out what God has for you next. It was one of the hardest years of my life, by the way. You would think it was easy. It was not. Doing nothing for a year while all my friends are preaching, and leading people to Christ, and writing books, and doing crusades, and like, hey man, you know, what are you doing? Well, they, have you seen that new movie? There's a new Starbucks opened up down the street, but every 30 days, man, I was going stir crazy, and I was like, and the Lord had to keep saying to me, it's my will for you to rest. It's my will for you to rest, and then he spoke to me about doing what we're doing now. Joshua 6, you and your fighting men should march around the Town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk around ahead of you with the ark carrying a ram's horn on the seventh day. You're going to march around seven times with the priests, blowing the horns. When you hear the, okay, you know what happened. But there was another person that made this miracle happen that was Rahab. And I want to close with this. I have just enough time to honor Rahab in this story, too. You may feel like a Rahab and not a Joshua. That's okay. You get to play too. Isn't God just so gracious? Isn't He just so broad and wide and inclusive? I'm going to do the greatest miracle, one of the greatest miracles in the history of the world, and I'm going to use a covenant Jewish general and a Gentile prostitute. Because I'm God. And I can do it however I want. Your job is just to hear and obey. <laughs> this is pretty good stuff, isn't it, Phil? Come on, man, huh? Yeah, all right. See, you've walked with God long enough that you have all this. You know, you, you can look back and see all these stories. History, you have history. Who else has history of God doing things in your life? Come on. Anything little, medium, large? The thing that that Rahab and Joshua had in common was the wall, the stronghold. She lived in the wall, like they had houses, apartments in the wall. You say, well, why would God choose a prostitute? Two reasons. One, she had faith, right? By faith, Rahab hid hid the spies. I told you, God is not a respecter of persons. He's not impressed with us. He's impressed with your faith in Him. The prostitute had faith. Joshua had faith. God says, I can win with these two. But also, I told you one of his names is Jehovah Sneaky. He knows the prostitute is used to sneaking men into her house at night. Think about it. Think about it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Guys that are supposedly at work. Hey, I'm just, I'm reading the Bible. Okay, I'm just reading the Bible. She had courage to hide them. She had courage to lie to the king's men. And she had courage to tell them how to escape. God was working courage in the general outside the wall while he was working faith in the heart of the prostitute inside the wall before Joshua took his first step. God is working in your life even when you can't see it. Joshua knew nothing about Rahab. He didn't know what God was doing. All he knew was his part, his assignment. Walk around the city quietly. He didn't know that Inside the wall was a prostitute that God was going to use to hide his spies. He didn't know the plan. All he knew was God's voice and what God told him to do and not to do. And he did it. That's the key family of God. What is God saying for you to do? What is he saying for you not to do? If you obey God, you get a miracle. If you don't, you don't. I know this is complicated. She says in Joshua chapter 2, No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of heaven above and earth below. Where did she get her faith? She had heard the stories, just like you do. You're hearing stories right now, stories I've been telling you today, like Nahum, nah- the Syrian general that had leprosy, and the prophet of God said, "Dip seven times into the Jordan River." There's no medical book that's going to tell you to dip in a river seven times to heal leprosy, and the and the Syrian uh, the the the, the, the uh, Syrian general was offended. Because it was such an insulting, simple thing. What? I'm a general of an army. And you're telling me to dip into a dirty river seven times in front of all my men? So he wasn't going to do it. He was going to walk away in pride. And his servant said, hey, master, if he asked you to do something difficult, you would do it, right? This seems pretty easy. And so thank God, the Syrian general, by the way, the enemy of Israel, God's good to everybody. Dipped seven times into the river and comes up. Leprosy gone. See, you're hearing stories just like Rahab did. Are you going to believe them? That's the question. Are you going to say, well, that's silly. Those those aren't even true stories. Those are all mythology. Well, you're just going to stay stuck right where you are with no miracles in your life. Or you can be like Rahab the prostitute. That's the message today. Be like Rahab the prostitute who had faith. She had heard the stories because her people group got dominated. And she said, fear has filled our hearts, but faith had filled her heart. You see, when the presence of God shows up, Mark, some people run from him and some people run to him. When God shows up, when His presence comes into a room, when His presence comes into your life, when the Word of God comes to you, you're either going to run from Him or you're going to run to Him. It's your choice. She said, We heard the stories, and fear has filled our hearts, and everybody in this city is afraid of you. But she had faith. Isn't that interesting? Some people's hearts were filled with fear when they heard about God. Some people's hearts are filled with faith. It's a choice. One of my daughters, when she heard that her mom got cancer, she gave a testimony. I watched her 11-minute sermon, the first one she preached at Point Loma Nazarene University. It was recorded in front of her student body. It was such a great message. And she said, when I was told that she said i had to make a decision whether i was going to walk away from god out of anger or i was going to walk toward him and she said i chose to walk toward him and it completely changed her walk with god because god will not ignore that he will meet you in that place of courage And people started commenting on her worship leading. She leads worship at a church here in our city. She said people have started commenting on the difference when I lead worship. They don't know what's going on in the interior of her relationship with God. All they know are the external results. She's walking in more love and grace than I've ever known her before. I've told her, I said, you love people more than I do. Like the way you love people, I'm learning from her now. She's only 22 So Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, and all of her relatives who were in the house because she had hidden the spies Joshua sent to Jericho. and She lived among the Israelites until this day. Okay, I'm going to close with this because this is huge. She lives among the Israelites to this day. Here is a non-Jewish, non-covenant girl who gets to be part of God's covenant people not because of anything she did or didn't do, but because she had faith to follow, well, because what she did do. She had faith to obey God, and that faith caused her to be put. Now, watch this. This is going to blow you away if you don't already know this. This human being that people would consider trash, worthless, not coming to our house for Christmas, no friends, right? I mean, this is all right. Because she heard the voice of God. She obeyed him. She got delivered, saved. She's now in the community of God's people, the church. And a Jewish man married her named Salmon. They had a child together. His name was Boaz. Boaz had a child named Obed. Obed had a child named Jesse. Jesse had a child named David king david david had a son named solomon and you come all the way down to who jesus
1: Jesus.
0: (laughs) Woo! you look at your ancestry oh my god i had a prostitute my mom my dad my grandma my great grandma whatever oh my god they dealt drugs oh they were into witchcraft oh they were whatever hey It doesn't matter if God's with you because he can make something new and he can cause your courage to dictate your destiny and the destinies of others. Don't let fear dictate your destiny. Come on, let's all stand. All right, so this is response time. You've heard plenty for God to do a work in your heart right now and pull out fear and place it with courage what is the stronghold you're up against that you don't think that will ever come down were you abandoned yeah well I didn't have a father you got the father God I wasn't loved well you're loved well now God has adopted you into his family you have brothers and sisters who cast devils out of you, lay hands on you, and watch God heal you, befriend you and love you, even, when you're, even at your worst. When you're just gross, you'll have brothers and sisters in Christ that say, I was grosser than you. <laughs> Let's just love each other to health. God is so gracious. God is so good. What is your Jericho? I want you to grab a hold of the thing that's intimidating you the most. Could be the fear of loneliness. Your spouse may have already gone to heaven or may be in a a situation where they're about to or a parent and you're afraid of being alone. This may be from the Holy Spirit right here. That's your Jericho. That's your That's what's intimidating you. That things might be different. Things are going to change. Going to a new school. Going to a new job. Or God's called me to do such and such. And I just don't know. I'm afraid. Come on, let's bring our fears to the Lord. And let's see what He says to us about them. I just wanted you to get quiet for a moment. Grab a hold of that thing that is the stronghold in your life. Now ask the Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? And just get quiet and let's see what the Lord might say to your heart and to your mind right now. Testimony, Mike, over here.
2: I'm reminded of a a movie that Kathy and I recently saw, and it's it's an amazing story. Um, It's about a guy named Brandon Bosworth. And he was a little kid, and he had a goal play football for arkansas and to become a pro football player and he had a faith in god and he just kept saying i have to keep my trust in god everybody 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 said you can't do it you're not big enough you're too fat you're not good enough long story short he, went, he went, walked on at Arkansas. They call him the greatest walk-on athlete in the world's history. He walked on. The coaches said no. He went back again. They said no. But he knew he had a trust in God. Pretty soon he started making progress, making progress. Long story short, he became a starter. He was doing really well. For the Arkansas Razorbacks. They lost a lot of their seasons. They were losing, losing, losing. So they brought a new coach in. And his coach said, You're probably not going to get to play anymore because the new coach is going to start over. He went to the new coach and said, We're going to, we are going to change. The seniors want to play. We're going to change. He got all the seniors together and he started coaching them during the summer and filled them with faith and trust. Hmm. he changed their lives they headed off for the they played for the national championship they didn't quite make it to the national championship he became an all-american he got drafted by Indianapolis and, and was getting ready to sign a contract but bad start of the story was his life ended then he got hit by a in a in an accident but he changed so many people's lives because he showed courage. And he, yeah. through his courage, they got courage. And their lives were all changed. He changed history.
0: That's so good.
2: God just wants us to follow him. And not only does he bless us, but then we're able to instill that in those around us. I, get, I, I believe God right now. I think he's really speaking to people. And I just want to stop. But let him speak to you about what it is that you need to walk through and take courage in and believe him for and step into.
0: I got mine. Just came to my heart.
1: You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it you're working, even when I don't think that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop. You are you are Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We'll sing it out for you are Waymaker. in
0: the darkness my god that is who you are some of you need prayer you need strongholds broken You need addictions to fall off you need god to fill you with courage that's you you can move your way uh, move out from your chair we're going to have prayer teams up here we're going to have the music very softly so that we can hear what your prayer need is, and the prayer teams can pray for you. If you're uh, on the prayer team, uh, make your way up front here. And let's believe God for supernatural transformation, miracles, breakthroughs, healings, deliverances, salvations. If you're online, you've never given your life to Jesus before, just tell Him right now that you're giving your life to Him. You want Him in your life. You're going to follow His lead for the rest of your life. He will completely forgive you of your sins and fill you with His Holy Spirit. And you'll experience a peace you've never known before. If you're here today, you've never given your life to Jesus, Now's the time. Why go a minute longer? Why? Things haven't worked out anyway and eternity won't work out at all. Turn your life over to Him right now. You'll experience his salvation, his peace, his presence, his friendship. He drew you here today because he wants you as His son or daughter. That's you. You can make your way out as well. So we're going to go back. Well, no, we're going to keep the worship down really soft. You can stay here and you can continue to worship. You can pray for the person next to you. You can move out and come up front. These prayer teams are going to lay hands on you and pray for you. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you're not in a connect group, you need to get into a connect group. There's a table out there with all the connect groups uh, lined out. You can put your name on and the connect group leader will reach out to you. You've got to get into a community, a band of believers. It can't just be Sunday to Sunday. You've got to run with a crew. I'm telling you, man, your spiritual muscles will explode. All right, I'm going to pray a blessing over you. Stay in worship. You can slip out to the fairway. Fairway? I need to go golfing. Slip out. We need to go golfing, man. Yeah, that was the Lord. You need to go out to the breezeway or come up for prayer. Lord, I thank you for your people. We are your people. You are our God. There's all sorts of needs in this place, Lord. All sorts of needs of those online that need miracles. Speak, God. Father, speak. Speak, Lord. Cause your word to be heard this week. And may your people have courage to obey. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. 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 Prayer. You can stay in worship. You can slip out for fellowship.